Josh Bell is still on fire with his new team, the Miami Marlins. Graham Ashcraft has been dominating over his last 10 starts. Join us today as we talk about must-add players heading into this weekend on today's action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we are your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Arne. You can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Arne. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. Also, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel, also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, but most importantly, subscribe to us on the Subtext website. Through Subtext, it's a one-on-one in-depth personalized experience through text messaging where you get uh, instant alerts for prospect call-ups, injury updates, and much, much more than we can offer in this 30-minute episode. And guys, real quick, today's episode is brought to you by Bunches. Download the Bunches app today, and when you do, our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch in the Discover tab. You can also click the link in the description or show notes to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. And Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. As always, let us be your team secret weapon as we provide you with the best must-add players heading into this upcoming weekend. And Matt, we got quite a few good ones here. Playoffs are coming soon, so you guys don't want to miss out on some of these players. Who is up first? All right, let's talk about the guy you mentioned at the top there, Mr. Josh Bell. Yo, um, I swear to God, um, the ball kind of just gets like, um, how do I put this? Like a little burn mark and it leaves the park every time for the last like two weeks. Six bombs over the last two weeks, 12 runs, nine ribs, batting 311. The dude is just, just deciding to tear things up and I'm loving it. I mean, quite honestly, 56% owned right now. Everybody should be riding this wave. You know, if you're in a, what do you call it? A um, a real life, um, you know, a, like good setting baseball league where, you know, next week's your last week to make before the playoffs. You know, you, you really want to add Josh Bell and ride this hot hand all the way to the end here so that you're not, you know, left in the dust, not making the playoffs, not clinching. Or not getting first, so and catching that by. So Josh Bell can help you accomplish those goals. So definitely add Josh Bell. Yeah, man, I'm actually going to vibe off of what you said because that was some great advice. This is the time of year where you don't want to sit around and wait and be like, oh, well, this guy has upside or, well, I think he's going to turn it around. I mean, you know, as Matt said, if you're playing in, you know, how we believe fantasy baseball should be played, where the playoffs start, you know, the week after next week, you ride the hot hand, you juice the orange, you just ride the wave, you get rid of the, you know, the, as uh, one of our friends used today, trimming the fat. I like that term. You know, you get rid of the guys that, you know, are, are really doing nothing, you know, that, that aren't helping your fantasy team. And you pick up somebody like Josh Bell in his last 19 games, all with Miami. He has 72 at-bats, 15 runs, 
three doubles, seven homers, 12 RBIs, and he's batting 306. Josh Bell has shown us that he could be fantasy relevant uh, quite a few times in the past, including that monster 37 home run season in 2019. He reminds me of a Kyle Schwarber type. I don't think the batting average is going to hold up, but he's definitely got a lot, a lot of power. But let's move on to this next guy. We talked about, you know, Henry Davis has gone down and, you know, you might need you might be looking for a replacement for him. Let's talk about Yainer Diaz, the catcher slash first baseman for Houston. I'm going to throw out one caveat here. You know, he's been playing a lot of late, but Jose Abreu is expected to be back and Yainer has been playing a lot of first for them. So I'm not sure, you know, if he's going to be playing as consistently as he has been. But you know what? Yainer has been playing great while he's been out there on the year. 37 runs, 18 home homers 45 rbis a 281 batting average in 278 at bats i mean that power certainly plays because 18 home runs and 278 at bats i mean that, that that's a lot of pop a lot a lot of pop for the kid Yainer, and i mean he's had like a pretty solid minor league career where he's always hit around 300 he's shown off that pop before so it, i just really think it's uh you know once again that ride the wave opportunity here with Yainer while he's hot and this might be like a real deal type of thing because the, the numbers in the minors really show that track record. The play discipline isn't fantastic. Six walks to 55 strikeouts. So in the points leagues, uh, you know, you, you might not, you know, get as crazy amount of points. But in a five by five, you know, category league, it, he's definitely going to be good. So uh, that's my thoughts on Yarnair Diaz, 48% owned on Yahoo. Yeah, I mean Diaz is solid um, in single catcher leagues and and uh, two catcher leagues he's probably already owned and rostered. Yeah, but uh, this is a single catcher um, situation. He's going to be the ad. But uh, essentially, what I'm getting at is you can stream this position for the rest of the season. Ride the hot hand. The second you start seeing him die off just a smidge, move on to the next hot hand. This is the position where you can easily stream. You know, as long as guys are hot. I mean, MJ Melendez is probably still out there too if he hasn't hit too high. So you can I, think his, I think his ownership has skyrocketed. I think it's like seven. Last time I checked, I think it was like 72%, but I'll, I'll double check that. Yeah. So like between him, uh, Melendez, and there's a couple other catches out there, just ride the wave. We're going to keep trying to provide them at least one or two a week just so that you guys can kind of stream the position going into the playoffs. So you're getting production from every single position on your roster, not just eh, whatever, it's catcher. No, like this is the time where you need every single uh, counting stat humanly possible so diaz can get that job done for you but let's yeah, move man. on i hit the nail on the head 72 percent on yahoo for mj melendez look at you with no life oh <laughs> what i do brother this is what i do all right let's move on here let's talk about mr adam duvall um he's been hot like hot hot um four runs three bombs nine ribs 308 batting average over the last two weeks even over the last you know month six bombs 12 ribs 10 runs batting 250 like he, he's he's on fire right now. This week alone is three runs, two bombs, four ribs, three twenty. Boston's looking looking nice and prime to you know make a little run ski, but it's not going to mean much for them. But hey, if they're moving and grooving, they got a lot of dudes that they need to keep rolling. Duvall can um, you know really you know be a nice infusion of counting stats to your teams to help you you know make the playoff, clinch that spot, and um, you know hopefully get you that buy. So. Duvall is definitely a must-add at this point. Ride that wave until the wheels fall off and then drop him like he's hot. 
Yeah, Matt, uh, great take on Duvall. This guy was like a house on fire through April and March. He he had uh, it was only eight games, but he was hitting 455 with four homers, 14 RBIs. Uh, he was looking monstrous, five doubles even. And he really had slowed down since then. He did have the injury. He fractured a, a bone in his left wrist. So I think maybe he was still, you know, like trying to ramp back up and get to where he is. Another guy of that Josh Bell mold where, you know, he's got a lot of power. The batting average probably isn't going to be great. But Boston has been decent, and they're going to, you know, get him some RBIs, some runs. He's even chipped in four steals already this season, Duval. Wouldn't expect too, too many more. But, hey, if he's chipping in a steal every once in a while, as Matt said, this is a guy you can kind of ride that hot hand into the playoffs with and drop him when, you know, he slows down and the next big thing is available. Adam Duvall, 22% owned. Before we talk about another catcher that's been absolutely on fire, and then, you know, I, I teased at the top of the episode, Graham Ashcraft has been great. We got a couple of young pitchers that have been dominating, and uh, somebody that has returned from the I.L., and uh, one of, I, I like what he's shown so far. I need to talk to you guys about one of our newest sponsors, Bunches. So Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, once again, I have to tell you about this new app, Called Bunches. Bunches is a new app built just for sports fans where you can chat sports in real time. Click the link in the show notes or description to join the app or just go to the Apple App Store and download Bunches now. I'm telling you, you're going to love the conversations with other locked on sports fans on Bunches. It's a new social media type app where, you know, it's made for just sports fans to, you know, connect with one another. Our friends at Bunches have featured the Locked On MLB Bunch group in the Discover tab. Once again, you can also click the link in the description or show notes to join the Locked On MLB Bunch community today. And dear everyday as a new listeners, we have an incredible opportunity for you to support the show and enjoy some fantastic perks along the way. Introducing our Diamonds Club on the subtext website. By becoming a member, you not only contribute to the show's success, but also gain access to exclusive benefits. Get your hands on waiver wire rankings, call up alerts, injury updates, instant reactions, and enjoy direct access to us for all of your burning fantasy baseball questions. Plus, you can try it out completely free for 14 days. Your support means the world to Matt and I, and we can't wait to connect with you on this exciting journey. Join our Diamond Club on the subtext website today, and let's take your fantasy baseball experience to new heights. And guys, we're getting, you know, to the end of, uh, you know, the road here as far as, you know, getting that opportunity to join our listener league or get a chance to join our listener league for next year. We're going to do a little raffle with everybody that is in the subtext group at the time of September 1st. So if you're in there at September 1st, you know, uh, you get that, you know, coveted opportunity to join us in our listener league next year and guys come play with the pros, show us what you got. And it's just another way to connect with all of you guys and, you know, get to, you know, talk fantasy baseball. And what Matt threw out last week when we talked or the other day, when we talked about this, I love the sense of you get to see how Matt and I operate a fantasy baseball. Baseball team Matt and I have been very successful in fantasy baseball over the years, and you kind of see, you know, what players are picking up, the way that we're constructing our rosters, and it will just be very helpful for you guys to be in a league with us. But that's enough about that, Matt. Why don't you grab this next guy? Yeah, um, it's Mr. Um, Kilbert Ruiz. I said his Kybert. name right. Kybert. Kybert. Sorry, um, he's been good. I mean, like you know, counting stats are decent. Um, over the last two weeks, my guys got. Nine runs, three bombs, nine ribs, batting 366. Like, obviously, you know, my rule off the waiver wire, batting average off the off the waiver wire um, is a must-add. He's doing that right out of your catcher spot and then giving you some counting stats. 
Washington has been low key, like just beating teams and playing up to the talent level that they're playing. So Ruiz is just stepping in there and following the same suit. So 100% this dude needs to be added. Um, you know, I don't know how long this is going to last, but it's been going on for a month. So there's a good chance this could be a trend that maybe could take us out to the end of the season. Uh, I like Ruiz as a whole, so I, I don't mind adding him whatsoever. Yeah, Kyber Ruiz was actually a highly, highly touted prospect. He was, he's been in the minor league system since he's 16 years old, going all the way back to 2015 with the Dodgers. And he's always, he's just always hit. Um, you know, the power is something that, you know, we eventually expected to come along, and it's been decent this year with 15 homers to 105 games so far. And the, the 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 spot he has room to improve in is the batting average because he's always hit for average in the minors. He's had some really high batting averages. And we've just been waiting for this kid to put everything together. Um, and it, it looks like it's starting to happen here in Washington. He's been hitting in the middle of that order recently. I know it's not a great team, but you know what? Um, hitting third or fourth in any lineup is going to give you that opportunity to drive in runs and also be driven in by the guys behind you. And as I said, this guy can contribute in batting average like very, very well. Uh, Matt Reggio off those numbers of recent, which he's been, you know, absolutely doing. So uh, Ruiz at 61% on this kind of high. But I just wanted to throw him out there. I probably would take him over Yainer Diaz, who I'm not sure how much he's going to be playing in that lineup. But if Ruiz is out there in the league and we need a catcher, this is a guy that definitely can be consistent through the end of the season. Let's move on to another player that kind of has come a little out of nowhere this year, and it's uh, Jake Berger. I mean, this dude just been been raking. You know, uh, he he's really just been been strong. The last thirty days, fourteen runs, six homers, sixteen RBIs, three thirty seven batting average, over eighty nine at bats. He's forty seven percent owned out there, third baseman for Miami. In case you're not familiar with Berger. Another guy been hitting fourth, fifth in that lineup for Miami, which has been, you know, a bit better of late. Just can't really say too much about him, except uh, I think it's a ride the wave type of thing. I don't know how impactful Jake Berger is going to be in the in the long, long term. I know there's not a lot of season left. So, you know what, just uh, I'd say ride the wave with Jake Berger, you know, 6'2", 230. So he's got that, you know, big man body. He's 27 years old. He did come over from the White Sox when Miami was making some moves over there towards the trade deadline. And, uh, yeah, it's really all I got on Berger, to be honest with you. I think it's just a kind of ride the hot hand with him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the happy meal over here, Jake Berger, like uh, uh, has made Miami fans very happy because this is the type of bat they needed to add. So Jake Berger, for real baseball um, aspect, I think is just a great ad by Miami. And I think it'll be a great ad for your roster um, and riding that hot hand. Great take, Dom. But I'm going to move on here. Yeah. Let's move into some pitching. Let's talk about Mr. You know, Graham Ashcraft. Um, he's been a master of his craft this you know last couple weeks. Sorry for all these word puns, but you know what? I'll just now, now I'm going to start off. calling you the the nickname whisperer, bro. You know, I uh, I, heard, I know you've been called the the, the pitching whisperer, but I'm going to start calling you the nickname whisperer. You've been on fire with the nicknames this year, brother. Thank you, man. I I, I, I pride myself on being a wordsmith. Um, you are. You are indeed, my friend. But uh, since Mr. Ashcraft's, um, you know, return from the injury list and just dealing with, it, with you know, just subpar performance, I feel like he's bounced back, figured it out. And this last month has been great. 40 innings pitched, two wins, 34 Ks, 268 ERA, one a 102 whip. Um, you know, he's 
he's been good. Like even his last start was seven innings, ten Ks against the Angels. You know, not a real dangerous, dangerous lineup, but he still pitched through Otani. Um, still managed to make it around. Um, even Trout's now back in that lineup for that game. So Ashcraft is out going out there and, and handled himself. 48% owned. I think you should be adding him at this point. Pitching market is pretty rough on this waiver wire. Um, quite honestly, like outside of like two name, two other names out of the five names we're going to talk about, like Graham Ashcraft is probably one of my biggest targets here outside of probably the guy last on the list. So I just, I'm looking at Graham Ashcraft. I'm looking at his upside. I'm looking at what he started off the season doing, and I'm looking at how he's going to finish. And I like him for the rest of the year, honestly. I think Graham Ashcraft could be somebody you're holding on all the way through the championship round if you make it that far. So definitely add Graham Ashcraft. Yeah, Matt, I'm 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 liking what I see from Ashcraft. I wasn't huge on him last year when he had, you know, like um some some decent starts. Didn't really show too much consistency last year. But besides a few blow up starts this year, he had a you know he had an eight run um start where he gave up eight runs. He had a start where he gave up ten runs. A start where he gave up six runs. Other than that, he's been really good. And I want to highlight Ashcraft's last ten starts specifically. Over Ashcraft's last ten starts, he has sixty five innings pitched. 48 strikeouts, a 2.35 ERA. Batters are hitting 217 against him. And the whip is a, like a 105 type whip. So he's been very good over that time period. And as Matt said, I think you're going to just ride the wave with this guy. I believe if I, you know, was looking correctly, the Cincinnati Reds have a, you know, pretty good matchups over the next few weeks. I'm going to pull up who's at Ashcraft's next start is against. I believe when I checked earlier, it was a pretty good one for him. But let me just double check for you. So, okay, it's it's Arizona. Arizona is not, you know, um, as easy as a matchup as it was, you know, last year or a couple of years ago. But after that, yeah, he, he has a couple of tough ones actually up next too. So this is going to be some proving grounds for Ashcraft. Arizona and then the Cubs, two teams that have been playing better of late, especially that Cubs lineup, man. They, they've looked really, really good of late. So with Ashcraft, you know, if he can go out there against these two teams and keep doing what he's doing, then I'll, you know, fully believe. But at 48% owned, if you're really desperate for some pitching, you could take the, you know, ride with Ashcraft. And before, uh, you know, we move on and talk about some other starting pitchers, we, as I mentioned, we got a couple of young guns that have been going off. And then we have uh, one of my boys who just came off of the IL. Before we talk about them, I'm going to pass it off to my brother, Matt, for a quick ad break. All right. Sleeper is a fantasy sport and real money gaming app focused on bringing people together through sports and gaming. Sleeper has become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world with over 5 million active users in 2022. Also my favorite fantasy sports platform. They need to get baseball, Sleeper. Um, at Sleeper, it's not about sports. It's about building personal connections and lasting memories. Sleeper Picks is our real money product that connects friends over picks. Choose two to eight of your favorite players from live game, pre-games live, or even across different sports. Pick higher or lower the over-under than uh, predicted stats. Only Sleeper can get you 100 times payout. That's phenomenal. Share your friend, share with your friends and get rewarded together. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. And you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions may apply. See Sleeper's terms and use for details. Currently operating in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Download this app, guys. Seriously, going into the playoffs, they get first... Um, 
first notice notifications for all kinds of stuff related to baseball. Football's around the corner. They're phenomenal with injuries and, you know, roster movements and things like that. So you can go and add people instantly. Download Sleeper today. All right. That was awesome. Um, I'm loving it. So let's move on here. Um, Dom, take it away. So let's talk about Ryan Pepio real quick. You know, big six foot three, 215 pounder uh, pitcher from the Dodgers. He did come up last year for a little bit, and he actually looked pretty decent in his time in the bigs last year with nine uh, games played, seven starts, 347 ERA, 36 innings, 42 strikeouts. The whip was high at a 145, but a young kid trying to adjust to the major. Sometimes you see that control is one of the last things to come about. Uh, he dealt with a few different injuries this year. Um, you know, the numbers of the minors don't really reflect uh, how good of a pitcher I think he can be. Because uh, 397 ERA across six starts, 22 innings, 26 strikeouts, but the whip was actually better this year in the minors at a 114. Uh, you know, the, the guy's upside, I'll show you back in 2022 in the minors, he had nine wins, one loss across 17 starts, 256 ERA, 91 innings, 114 strikeouts, 107 whip. So, you know, Pepio has, uh, he's not one of, he's not like a higher end prospect, but there was some buzz around the kid, you know, over, you know, last few years. He's 26. Uh, so it's kind of like, uh, you know, um, getting to that make or break point, like, hey, put this kid in the big league rot rotation and uh, see what he's got. So I think Pepio is somebody you want to just at least give the shot on your roster and see where it goes with him. Uh, as you're listening to this, he's going to be starting um, on Thursday against the Guardians, which is a great first, um, you know, matchup out him returning. He did have one start already this year, I believe. It was five innings, five strikeouts, gave up one run, a uh, uh, 0-8 whip. So it did look pretty good. Uh, let's see who his next start's going to be after that. So we'll give you an idea of how that's going to look for him. Another guy that gets Arizona. So, you know what, that's not an, an easy matchup, but, you know, it's a, a matchup where, you know, he might be able to get something done. One, two, three, four, five, and then one, two. And then it's at the Atlanta Braves. So another guy that's got a tough couple of matchups here, but if Pepeo can get through those successfully, uh, forget about it. You know, then the, the sky is the limit for the kids. So uh, I think Ryan Pepeo is at least somebody you're going to want to at least check out for now. Did I throw out his ownership percentage at 7%? I don't know if I did or if I didn't, but 7% went for Pepeo. So very widely, widely available. Yeah, I mean, Pepeo is somebody I'm not afraid to roll out on a like on a really nice fluffy matchup where like, okay, it's going up against like Oakland, for instance, or, you know, the losing Yankees at this point. <laughs> it's sad that I could even say that. It's been ugly. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. But um, other than that, like, I don't know if I trust him against, um, you know, real strong teams, in all honesty. Pepio has been very inconsistent through his minor league career. Um, you know, his first time he went in 2021, over over 100 innings pitched. He had a 4.62 ERA. In 2022, he had 91. He had a 2.56 ERA, which was great. But then the year after, he follows it up with um, when he gets to the bigs and he couldn't really handle himself all that well, other than the fact that my guy was able to bring it down to a three, four, seven ERA after a couple bad starts. I Pepio is just a mixed bag of tricks for me. I want to kind of figure him out and see what he's going to do before I can say, Hey, you have the reins in your matchup proof. You know, he's going to be a guy I'm going to be adding and dropping depending on what his matchup is. And I'm not going to care if somebody else gets him. So, you know, just take a look, play the matchups and, you know, stream him essentially. But uh, let's move on here. Let's talk about Mr. Cole Riggins. Um, he's been 
interesting. Uh, strikeout machine as of late, too. So this last month, he's got 29 innings pitched to 44 Ks. And he has like a 2-6 a two six ERA. Like the whip is a little high on the month. Like it's at like one one thirty one three five, which I'm not thrilled about. He's walking everybody under the sun. But, I mean, with a guy that's getting those strikeout numbers, keeping low ERA, I'm really excited for it. The only thing is, I don't know. Again, he's like in the in the Pepio position where I don't know if I'm rolling him out against like really strong matchups, but you know, middle of the pack matchup, obviously the fluffy lower end matchups. I'll roll him out there. Uh, Reagan just, you know, I don't know if I'm feeling great unless the team is slumping. Essentially, I got to really look into the matchup if I'm willing to start him against a stronger team. But, um, you know, the upside for Reagan is obviously strikeouts um, based off of what he did tonight, 11 Ks. And, um, you know, the wins potential being that he's on that um, on the Rangers. So I just went to the Royals. Oh, my God. That always gets me. He started the year with Texas, but yeah. then he went over to the Royals. I apologize, guys. The hat always gets me. I, I do it all the time, and I own them in every league. Um, <laughs> but uh, the Royals, so, you know, the Royals give him a little less of a win, win upside, but essentially, you know, the way they've been playing recently, who knows? Um, I like Reagan. I like the opportunity, and yeah, Ed. Yeah, I, I like Reagan's too for now. And then, see, unlike our last couple of guys, he actually has some decent upcoming matchups. He gets the Pirates on the 29th, and then he should see the White Sox on September 4th or September 5th. So some cushy matchups here for Reagan's, and I, I think it looks like the Royals have unlocked something in this kid. He's still only 25 years old. Uh, through his five starts with Kansas City, 2-5-1 ERA, 28 innings, 36 strikeouts. And as Matt mentioned, the whip's a little high at a one three six. So that control is usually, you know, when guys have that breakout, control is one of those last things that come along. If you look at a Blake Snell or a Shane McClanahan, guys that, you know, had big strikeout potential that, you know, the whip was the last thing to, you know, really uh, start to translate for them. Even somebody like Snell this year's whip is still a little bit high, but he's been fantastic everywhere else. Who knows? Maybe Cole Reagans follows in that same type of, you know, thing. But he he's never really a highly touted guy. So if he does start to fall apart, you know, if those next two cushy matchups don't go good for him, I wouldn't really be afraid to drop him. But at 35% owned for Reagans, uh, I really think you need to go out and add him, at least see where these next two starts go because of the upside he's shown over, you know, his time with the Royals is definitely at least worth an ad for Cole Reagans. Let's move on to somebody else. We've uh, we've talked about this guy before, and he's been a little up and down, and he's back on the upstretch. It's a Seth Lugo. So Seth Lugo, man, he's looked just decent all year long at this point. His last couple of starts have been pretty strong as well. Uh, on August 18th, Seth Lugo went out against Arizona, pitched six innings, gave up zero runs, had nine strikeouts, whip was a little high at a 1-3-3. And then on the 23rd against Miami, six innings, got the win. Four strikeouts, no earned, and an 067 whip for Seth Lugo. You know, on the year, numbers aren't blowing you away, but they're serviceable. 103 innings, 103 strikeouts, four wins, 392 ERA, 126 whips. Uh, once again, Seth Lugo here, and he's actually like been pretty serviceable through his whole career. I know you hear the the name Seth Lugo, and if you, if you know you're you've been around for a while, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I know Seth Lugo. He's kind of uh, ah, he's all right, but his career numbers are just. Are, are impressive to me. 36 wins, 30 losses, 355 ERA, uh, 598 innings, 611 Ks, 
and a 118 whip and a career 367 FIP. So I mean Seth Lugo's just 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 good. You know, you can't really knock the guy. He is 42% owned on Yahoo. So there's a decent he's over available in over half of the Yahoo leagues out there. Gonna once again, you know, I like to check the matchups for you guys. He gets St. Louis, which has kind of been a all right, you know, kind of here or there type matchup. And then after that, it looks like he gets San Francisco, which is a you know a decent matchup as well. San Francisco is you know is a decent team, but they're not really blowing anybody away. So I I'll, I would take Seth Lugo at least for those next couple of matchups and ride the wave once again. Playoff time, ride the hot hand. Seth Lugo's hot, take him. Yeah, great take, Dom. I'm just gonna move on here. Um, Let's talk about Mr. Brian. Woo! Um, you know, Wu has been interesting. He's been he's had some really brilliant starts, and then he's had some not so brilliant starts. Um, he's a mixed bag of tricks. I like what he's doing since he's been back with this one start against the White Sox, but it's only about four innings pitched. Um, I like to see more from him at 22% owned. I don't know if I'm running out there and added him. I will also note that he's at his career high in terms of innings, I believe. Let me see. Let me double check. Yeah. Career high. So, you know, I want to point that out there that, hey, we might be seeing some fatigue where, you know, I might only roll him out against, um, you know, a fluffier matchup is what I like to call it. The tougher matchups, I'm probably it's more of a wait and see, prove it deal. Wu has all the upside in the world. I mean, if he wants to take it to that next level and and just be that guy, I, I, I would love to see that. I think it's in him, but I don't know if it's this year being that, you know, I think fatigue might set, uh, set in, and it's already proven that he gets banged up a little bit too. So we'll see how long Mr. Wu um, is going to be valuable and productive for fantasy and how long they keep him in the rotation and not see if they don't move him into the bullpen just based off of his inning limits and how he's performing with fatigue. Yeah, Matt, you're 100% right as far as the innings go. You know, Brian Wu is getting, you know, he's he's well over his career high from last year in the minors. He's about 45 innings over, so I don't know what the leash is here with Seattle. But I'll tell you this. I really love Brian Wu as a pitcher. He, You know, he's got a strong fastball. Breaking stuff is pretty good. I know we don't really talk advanced stats here too much, but uh, a page that I like to use, if you are an advanced stat guy, if, if, you know, I like to use Baseball Savant, and Baseball Savant has like a little, like, you know, a little thing in the corner where, you know, it kind of shows you, you know, some of these advanced stats. And all of Brian Wu's underlying advanced stats look fantastic. Uh, so, you know, there is a lot of upside here for, you know, the six foot two, 205 pound, uh, 23 year old. He, he, he's been up and down as Matt mentioned, but you know, this is a guy next year. I'm going to, going to be a sleeper pick for me in a lot of leagues. He gets Oakland in his next start on the 28th. After that, I think it's the Mets on September 3rd. So two nice upcoming matchups here for Brian Wu. Honestly, if the Seattle just lets him throw, he's one of my favorite pickups for today out of all of the pitchers we talked about. 22% owned for Brian Wu. Uh, absolutely love the kid. But, guys, uh, Matt, anything else before we head out? No, let's do this thing, baby. All right, guys, that is all for us today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, shout out to our everydayers and new listeners for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. And be sure to look out for a new episode tomorrow, folks. But until then, see you. Peace.